By Tuesday, Walter was in bed with the flu. Clara insisted on calling the doctor to find out what it was, though Walter knew it was the flu. Somebody at the party had mentioned a couple of cases of flu around Benedict. Still, Dr. Petrick came, pronounced it flu, and sent Walter to bed with pills and penicillin tablets. Clara stayed for a few minutes and briskly assembled around him everything he would need, cigarettes and matches, books, a glass of water and Kleenex. Thanks, honey, thanks a lot, Walter said for everything she did for him. Walter felt he was inconveniencing her, that she was grimly doing a duty in trying to make him comfortable. On the rare occasions when he fell ill, he felt as constrained with her as he would have felt with a total stranger. He was glad when she finally went off to work. He knew that she wouldn't call all day, that she would probably even sit downstairs reading the evening paper tonight before she came up to see how he was. That evening, he couldn't force down even the bouillon that Claudia made for him. He had acquired a flaming soreness in his nasal passage, and smoking was impossible. The pills made him drowse, and in the intervals when he was awake, a depression settled on his mind, like a black and heavy atmosphere. He asked himself how he had come to be where he was, waiting for a woman he believed himself in love with to come home, a woman who would not even lay her hand on his forehead. He asked himself why he hadn't pushed Dick a little harder about getting out of the firm in the fall instead of the first of the year. He'd talked to Dick the night of the party, which had been a bad time, but Dick was shy about discussing it in the office, as shy as if the office were full of hidden dictaphones planted by Cross. Walter wondered if he'd finally have to get out by himself. But even in his feverish anger, he realized that he needed Dick's partnership. The kind of office they had in mind would take two men to run, and Dick, as a working partner, had some virtues that were hard to find. When Clara came home, she said, Are you feeling any better? What's your temperature? He knew his temperature because Claudia had taken it that afternoon. It was 103 degrees. Not bad, he said. I'm feeling better. Good. Clara emptied her pocketbook methodically, put a few things on her dressing table, then went downstairs to wait for dinner. Walter closed his eyes and tried to think of something besides Clara sitting in the living room listening to the radio and reading the evening paper. He played a game he played sometimes on the brink of sleep at night, or on the brink of waking in the morning. He imagined a newspaper spread before him, and he let his eyes sweep rapidly over the first sentences of every story. Today in Gibraltar, in the presence of foreign secretaries, humpty dumpty dump, a new bilateral reciprocal agreement was signed by President Mugwump of Blotz. Wife says, he destroyed my love, I had to save my child. A grim story unfolded yesterday before District Chief of Police Ronald W. Frigerty. A young blonde woman, her blue eyes dilated with terror, told how her husband came home and beat her and her child regularly with a frying pan every evening at six. Weather in South America growing ever more temperate, experts declare. A chance discovery of a tiny plastic meteorite on the left shoulder of Mount Achinche in Bolivia has led climatologists to believe that in the next 600 years, 
chinchillas will be able to compute their own income taxes. Radio photo shows streams of schlooping mourners shuffling by beer of murdered Soviet explorer Tomyatkin in Moscow. International weaving trades fair to be inaugurated, infamous glass receptacle at Cologne. Walter smiled. He saw the item he had torn out of...